hello and welcome to the Sega Praise podcast, where Sega fans express their love for the greatest gaming company of all time. With us today is a video game expert, Peter Hatch, and he's here to tell us, Peter, why is Sonic so much better than Mario? Well, I, I think I'm on the wrong podcast. I, I'm all about Nintendo here. Uh, you oh, know, Nintendo, Nintendo does what Sega oh, does. So, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, must have been misinformed uh, by our producers. Uh, but but since you're here, could you say something nice about Sonic? Um, Sonic, I liked the movie. <laughs> you liked the movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the second movie. And Jim Jim Carrey, right? You like Jim Carrey? He's great. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. All right. That's that's uh, about all the that that we're gonna get out of you. So this is gonna be a short podcast. We got about a minute of content. No, I'm just kidding, guys. This is the Photography Brothers podcast. Uh, Peter's here not because he knows about video games, although dude, I do. He does. <laughs> he just wants to set the record clear on that one. He does know about video games. He's taken a a break from Elden Ring today to be on the podcast. Uh, and Peter's here because he is a, well, I don't know, so many, so many words, a guy that has cameras and, uh, and makes stuff and puts it on the internet, <laughs> filmmaker, uh, podcaster, uh, I don't know, guy that, guy that hangs out on sets. Uh, how would you, how would you put it, Peter? Um, I would say I'm a, 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 le- a local Sega hater. Oh man. Um, okay. Wow. <laughs> no, um. So I do a bunch of things, but you're right. I have a YouTube channel and, you know, I have, I have a camera I shoot sometimes. I also do on uh, commercials. I'm a DIT. So I'll do like color and live streams and monitoring and, and uh, that like video solutions, I guess you could call mm-hmm. it. Um, but I guess with Photography Brothers, uh, yeah, I've, I've always had a camera and it's just one of those things where I, I think I'll always have one. Like even no matter, I feel like a, you always need to have a camera in your, in your back pocket. You mm-hmm. never know, you know? Yeah, that's true, man. You always want to be able to capture some photos, you know, whatever you're doing, like with all of my content and the podcast and all of that. It always helps to have a little bit of uh, behind the scenes stuff. And that that's a good segue because that's the last thing that I worked on with you, man. If you guys want to check out a, a collab between me and Peter and see some stuff that we've done together, uh, Deform Lunchbox, you got to go back in the archives a little bit. It's been a while. <laughs> behind the, yeah, that behind the scenes video is awesome. Um you know what's funny about that day, Jared? Uh, that was what March. It was March seventh, twenty twenty. Wow. Okay. So like. And we were all there filming in the studio, yeah. and it was like four days later, lockdown yeah. for yeah. years. So yeah. it, it, I still have this memory of that day where it was like this kind of like it felt like you know in Jurassic Park when the water is shaking, like that, it felt like that yeah. with COVID. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was coming right. Uh huh. And we were doing our little horror film stuff, you know, and kind yeah. of oblivious. I'm going re- to repost those too, by the way, those videos. Oh, that'd so, idea, man. yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, you've gone on to bigger things, though. I, I love the the new stuff, man. If you guys want to, if you're interested in horror at all, like I would definitely recommend uh, checking out Peter's stuff if your stomach can handle it. <laughs> and even if it can't handle it, check it out. Yeah. And even if it can't, um, I don't know, just you're going to have to, right? Like, yeah. There's horror movies out there. You can't you can't ignore it. It's a whole thing. It's a love hate thing, right? No. Oh, every, I love every horror movie, man. Everyone that's uh, everyone that comes out, even if they're really bad. I'm like, you know. <laughs> but some some people, it's like the, it's like Still the more it. we might love a movie for being scary and gross and disturbing. Yeah. The more someone else hates it. So I I like that kind of um, dichotomy. 
Yeah, that's why I listen to metal, right? Like a lot of people hate it, and it just like feeds feeds me more that they don't like it. I'm oh like, yeah, I, I I don't know how I feel about metal, man. Um, that's for me, okay, it's like, dude. If I'm at a concert, I'm going for a run yeah. or playing sports. I love it, but yeah. I I find it very obnoxious to listen to like in the car or when I'm trying to mm. relax. Makes you drive more recklessly, that's for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that can kind of be the danger of it. Uh, yeah, man, you've you've done really well with uh, with Deformed Lunchbox on YouTube. I'm honestly really impressed by all of that, man. And that's kind of, you know, I obviously wanted to have you on the show just because you're my buddy and we can shoot the shit and, uh, and you're good at podcasting, so there won't be any dead air or anything like that. Like if I have, uh, you know, brain freeze, I'm sure that uh, Peter can grab the wheel, right? Good pressure. <laughs> steer, on. steer us to safety here. Uh, thank yeah. you, Peter, for that uh yeah tell us a little bit about your experience on youtube though man like how long you've been doing it um you know uh how have you had success on it what have some challenges been yeah just like kind of your history where where'd you why did you start making youtube videos maybe that's the best place to start um you know as long as i can really remember even since i was in film school over 10 years ago youtube was around and it was kind of like the end result of your movie um at least in my mind like if we made short films and we made fun things in school uh, you know, other than film festivals, which are just kind of a, a, a flash in the in the pan, like they happen and they're over, like the place where it would live was YouTube or Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of, it's almost always been in the back of my head that uh, eventually that's where a movie will live, unless it has some sort of other distribution. Yeah, and, and Netflix or whatever. Totally. Um, and so I... Um, I used to just have like my own channel and then I kind of started, I've done, I've had a bunch of channels over the years, put it that way. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, this isn't, this isn't, I know we both have, I think a lot of people have, this isn't like Deform yeah. Lunchbox isn't my first foray. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, let's try this YouTube thing. Oh, I'm, oh, it's popular. You know, there's been a lot of trial and error. <laughs> it's 50,000 views on my first video. I guess I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it, yeah, and, and I'm sure that happens to people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, I mean, it, it's, it, even if something, I, I I think a lot of people look at YouTube as, oh, I need to make it. I need to get a paid. I need mm, ads. I need a yeah. huge following. But at the end of the day, if you're just yeah. trying to show somebody a, a, a thing you made with them, it's the best way to show them. Yeah, man. So, I, yeah. I listened to this podcast, uh, the Gamefully Unemployed podcast. It's a really awesome movie podcast. And they talk about that, like coming up as, you know, uh, like amateur filmmakers. And, you know, for you and I, if we do like a little short film or a skit where, you know, we're playing both the characters or some stupid thing and we want people to see it, you just upload it on YouTube. Back in the day, these guys talked about uh, on Gamefully Unemployed like getting dvds made and like handing them out to people on the street and like new york and stuff like i just couldn't imagine right we're so used to having the the distribution of youtube where like you just make something it's like it's ridiculously fast like and you get reactions from people like there's 10 people who love me in sweden and like 30 people who hate me in sweden within like 60 seconds (laughs) of uploading a video you you nailed another thing i love about I mean, YouTube and online in general yeah. is that you have that audience that's like worldwide. It's and crazy. it's um, rather than like handing out DVDs on the street or having your friends over to watch something. Yeah. Um, you can reach like these people in a completely different country. And it's fun to kind of, at least with Deform Lunchbox, we poke at things that are, at least in our culture, normal, like making sandwiches and, mm-hmm. and making toast and these kind of mo- mostly things with food. But it's fun to see how those ideas translate into. Uh, South Asia or Europe or South America. Yeah, often I'm like very surprised. Like people react to a video where like 
here in Toronto or Canada, like nobody cares. And then internationally it does well. And I'm like, well, I feel like no one cares in Toronto in general. <laughs> pretty people are pretty busy just trying to survive, I think. Like get so that. It's a very apathetic paid. Feeling. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty true, man. Um, have you found it like, you know, in addition to being a thing where you distribute something obviously it gets a lot of eyeballs have you found like youtube to be a good like networking thing as well where you've met people off there or not as much um i have i haven't met as many people like in person from youtube Mm -hmm. if you put it that way i mean we're we're not we have about seventy thousand subscribers on youtube and about thirty five thousand on facebook so we're not massive you know um but we do get reach out about i mean i'm on a few other uh, horror podcasts once in a while and I'll, I'll meet other people, but there hasn't really been that um, uh, light bulb of like meeting someone and having this uh, fruitful relationship. A lot of the uh, in-person contacts are still from, you know, local, locally sourced, like whether it's a local casting agency or a friend of a friend. Yeah. But I, I will say that having the channel already, like it, let's say I'm casting for something. It, mm. it gets a lot more people excited to say, oh, you do have a following and you do have yeah, a pedigree and yeah. we know you're going to release your movie. We know you're not going to uh, mess up the sound. And and like, so <laughs> that's been more, I think it's more of a, uh, a proof when I do meet someone, it's a proof of concept versus a networking tool yet. Yeah, dude. I know. I know you. You get that sound right. If you got an ADR, you'll ADR it. You're like, <laughs> don't worry, guys. I got sound this. is Sound is everything, <laughs> I swear. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is great to have that portfolio piece, right? To have something where people can go and look at it and be like, "Oh, this guy's established." It really does help you to, to you know, find people to work with. I've been lucky enough that, like, through YouTube, I have met um, quite a few local people, which is like pretty crazy that I still wow. collaborate with. And it is just like I met them on YouTube first, and then collaborated with them in in real life. Uh, Michael Costa, the co-host of this very podcast. Yeah, I don't I don't know him because of Toronto. I know him because of YouTube. And then like no, you got to accept- maybe I should be asking you how to meet people. On, yeah. On YouTube here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, who else? Um, oh, my, Jamie as well, uh, who will be guesting uh, on this thing hopefully soon. Um, you know, just. I guess. Right. I mean, you know what it is, Jared. I think yeah. because you're you're uh, you have this podcast, it probably yeah. makes it, it's a great tool to meeting That's people. True. Yeah. I'm wondering if I could. Uh, it's different. We're making short films, so it's, if I'm going to meet someone, they have to like come and put blood all over their face. Right. Yeah. It's a little it's bit of a harder barrier. Ask. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you didn't get the bucket of blood that we Amazoned uh, to your house for the podcast. Yeah, you got to dump that on your face. Right. Right here. The yeah, the pig's blood. Okay. Yeah. It's just so everyone can hear that. Peter's covered in pig's blood now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> your voice your voice sounds nice. It sounds uh-huh. great. Uh yeah, I don't know what the 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 real key to that is. I guess it is um just like I don't know, man, following up and the fact that I make so much content, I suppose, right? And I always like I'm looking for people to make it with. But you're right, being able to have like a simple ask, <laughs> come on the podcast, hang out, you know, it's less of a, a gnarly thing. Not so many people can can do the be in a horror film thing, right? But well, I, I mean, half of the people don't even like the genre. So you got to find mm-hmm. that you, you're already limited a little bit that way. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, just to steer things in a, a d- bit of a different direction, something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, you know what? There, are, You're in a position that a lot of people envy, to be honest, like the fact that you do your own creative like uh, film work and stuff like that. Uh, I think that, 
you know, as I've talked about you in the past, like brought you up to people as someone and people are like, oh, what are other friends that, you know, have YouTube channels and stuff? Obviously, you've got your podcast, you've got that. Uh, I always bring you up like um, when it comes to actually getting those things off the ground, right? And like maybe like the script writing aspect of it, right? Because you write a lot of your own stuff as well. Uh-huh. Like how, how do you approach that? How do you even how do you take that first step let's say right there's a lot so many people that want to make that and maybe they do you know video and whatever for work and they want to start making their own creative stuff uh yeah maybe give people some warnings too right because i'm sure there's some warnings inherent in that (laughs) okay um that's a good question it's a uh a lot of answers I could give. I think yeah. for for one, um, you just gotta you just gotta make something. Uh, don't mm-hmm. overthink it. That's is one true. of the pitfalls. I, I mean, I have friends that they've wanted to make th- some short film of their own, and it's been like five years, and right. they it, they're just too nervous to really put the time aside, put a Wednesday aside to write it, and put too nervous, put dates on the calendar, and um, I, I guess uh, you know one of the things that helps. Uh, myself and our team kind of like really make sure we get things done is we set dates. Mm-hmm. And I, that's been my kind of a mentality since film school. When I was really young, it's like, listen, if, if we're all, if I'm in, if it's August and I want to make a film and I've got this kind of idea and I really want to make it, then I'm going to plan it for September. And once I set the date in August that it's September 25th, I've given myself more than enough time. And if I can't organize a small shoot and a camera and a, and a, and a team by then, then I, I, I can only look at myself uh, as a failure. And um, I do look at myself as a failure regularly, but <laughs> besides that, I, I always stick to my dates. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll stick to my dates so much where, and it's, it's um, a lot of people get uh, with film. It's tough because it's a lot of collaboration. Um, you know, you need your, you need your actors, you need your, uh, your team and your, whoever else you need, you know, makeup artists and stuff. And a lot of people, they can't, it's hard getting people organized mm-hmm. these days and it's hard mm-hmm. to kind of say, you know, let's say your make says, Oh, I can't do that Saturday. Okay. Well then do they cancel the whole thing and do it next Saturday? And you got to kind of, I guess for me, what I do is once I set that date in stone, um, if someone can't make it, you find somebody else. Yeah. Um, to, to the point where I've had shoots planned, uh, like hard dates mm-hmm. and I, things have fallen, uh, fallen apart like two weeks before mm-hmm. and I've found an entirely different cast an entirely different crew and entirely different location and still done it yeah because it's it's just all about the date and um and it becomes almost like a practice where if you set the date and things don't come together and you kind of have to do it let's say half ass or cut corners then you've learned really valuable lessons on what to pre- how to prepare for the next date that comes mm-hmm. yeah uh, and and there'll always be things when those dates come that you wish you had more time to prep you wish you had this you wish you had done this better or more or it'll always be that way but stick to your date make your movie finish it release it move on don't don't stall basically yeah. um one of the biggest things too i, I mean i can ram- ramble for a long time about this is don't <laughs> don't think of your short films as like magnum opuses. You know, a a lot of people think their first short film is going to blow up their channel and get them Steven Spielberg calling on them. And um, think of it more like content. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and the moment we started- And practice. And and practice. Yeah, like sometimes uh, uh, we'll make a a short film on the channel and it won't be that as successful or popular. And then, you know, um, with like a, uh, we look back on it, we're kind of like, oh, we should have done this differently and that differently. But- you just move forward, right? 
Yeah, what I, what I think is a lot of people like kneecap themselves on that stuff with their own expectations, right? And the the short film is that like precious thing or, you know, that album if you're a musician or whatever that you can get obsessed about it. But I've seen it happen just with like YouTube content as well, man. Pretty much anything that people are making, like you have this conception in your head, oh, it needs to be like this. And if that's going to prevent you from like even trying to do it, like, you really have to rethink things, right? Like, that's something that I've had to learn as I do this stuff is that, you know, you put your, in order to get it out, you just sometimes have to like put your own like preconceptions and your own hangups just like behind you, right? And when things go wrong, dude, that's something that this really teaches you. And that's something in business that's like happens constantly is just like you have the best of intentions and something doesn't go how you wanted. You know, maybe like you're shooting a lot of event photography and then there's a global pandemic and every event is canceled, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like there's uh, a, a chance there to just like sit and wallow in it and be like, oh, I'm like, I'm totally fucked oh, what am I going to do, right? Or you can just, like you were saying, like, that sucks, man. People, you did all this planning. You put hours, probably 20 hours. You wrote the script. You're like, got everything together. And then someone, you know, even a couple of members of the crew, maybe the whole crew is like, dude, we can't do this Saturday. You're like, sweet. <laughs> I know other people that know how how uh, ISO works on cameras and shit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, it's tough. It's, it's a grind, right? But you really got to... Uh you really got to be passionate about the stuff you're making. And you really, you know, I think, I think sometimes I I try not to get caught up in like, Oh, is this going to be mega popular? Is this going to help grow our channel? And I just think I want to make something that I can show Jared and just show you (laughs) my friend and show to Brandon, right? Or anybody else. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like you almost just think of it like you're making it for your buddies. Yep. Um, And that's, that'll have some, I think it'll be more genuine that way. Yeah, that's a that's an approach, man. One other thing, too, that, uh, you know, always comes up, especially as I'm strategizing my own YouTube content, you know, um, a big thing with YouTube is it's not Twitch, you know, it's it's algorithm based. There's trends, there's like new metas that emerge and shit like that. I'm wondering what's your approach to dealing with that? Because that's something that honestly, like I struggle with sometimes, man, is like trying to figure out, you know, there's so many different trends and like, how do you not get lost in that where you jump on a wave and all of a sudden you're riding that wave and then, you know, all of a sudden whatever, uh, this type of camera tutorial or these reaction videos, they were the hot shit getting thousands of views and now they're not right how do you kind of avoid that do you do you just stay focused on your niche and you just do what you do or are you constantly kind of strategizing looking at what's popular and being like i need to make something like this you're right it's hard um because especially you probably experience this as a youtuber that people will find out you have a youtube channel and they'll say oh i I saw another channel do this you should do that yeah yeah (laughs) um and it's kind of like hey i saw a channel where they unbox they unbox things and they have millions of views okay great you saw one of the the top boxing channels now i should do unboxing channels so yeah i i I think um yeah i i i think i'm probably better at at uh filtering that kind of thing now because i'm I'm very much focused on like what i what i'm doing differently so you you kind of need to i i actually think it's the opposite approach it's not so much of Hey, everyone's doing this. Let's do that. It's more like let's do something that not everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm, um, and let's be let's be original. And I think that's like the most most imp- one of the most important things if you're trying to start up a channel or a or a um, a show or something like. Even for for a podcast, I have a lot of friends that'll say, "Hey, I want to start a podcast. Just a group of guys talking." And I'm like, "Well, that's not that's not very specific. Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty broad." 
yeah. or the, or some will say, I want to start a YouTube channel and just make funny videos. Mm, and that's yeah. not very broad. And even with us, we we have like a horror channel. And right. even even I wouldn't say, even I could specify exactly what type of horror. For like sure. Go, more, is it ghost? Is it gore? Is it, you know? Totally. We're like yeah. very colorful and sometimes funny and very, uh, you know, self-harming. Yeah, a little um, bit like tongue in cheek kind of. Tongue in cheek and times. more for more going for disturbing tone. And, and we don't really do too many monsters and vampires. Yeah. So, um our our stuff like we we even in in within a genre now like it used to be like hey i'm gonna make, i'm gonna be a director great go director and then it was hey i'm gonna direct horror great okay but mm-hmm. now we have we're so over flooded and there's so many people making great content if you're gonna be a horror creator or in your case like a, a media podcaster you almost need to make your thing so specific that you are the horror guy that makes yeah. horror films with deer carcasses, oh, you know, and then you're the deer carcass channel. <laughs> For sure, man. Like people who know our podcast, like they know it because it's specific, right? They know it's because we talk about photography. We do a specific thing. We have like a specific approach, you know, me and Michael come, we both bring our own views. We talk it out and, you know, people like that type of thing. And, and you get known for it after a while, right? Whereas if we were doing just whatever movies one day, you know, talking about how good Sega is the next, uh, you know, that, yeah, that can be exactly. tough, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think you used to have uh, more movie channels than you do now. You have to yeah. movie reviews. And, and uh, I remember you like rebranded and you got really focused it in. And I think that's kind of what uh, helps a lot of channels is um, not trying to be a jack of all trades yeah. and a master of none. You're trying to really find a specific thing. Like I even know, you know, there's channels where all they do is talk about a certain type of flower or a beetle, a certain type of beetle, let's say. And like the whole channel's about that. But it's gonna it's gonna attract that audience, right? That is not sued. That's too specific for me. But yeah, just from my <laughs> from my uh, I, I've, we've actually joked about that on the podcast though. Is like niching it down more, being like this is the lens podcast, or like this is the we only we only talk you about you could we only talk about viewfinders, right? I mean, there's like whole there's a whole I I learned about it when I started researching keyboards. There's a whole ecosystem of keyboard ass YouTube content that's like just keyboards, right? So yeah, you can niche there's down. There's a channel. Like there's a channel I follow called HD. TV and all he does uh, it's a it's a man who who sets Fox up TVs. high end uh HD TVs or 4K yeah. TVs and just compares them and, yeah. and a new a new game will come out and he'll compare them and a new modal firmware update he'll compare them and it's like it seemed if I went out and said hey mom and dad I'm gonna start a YouTube channel and be a filmmaker you want to invest you want to invest about <laughs> TV comparisons yeah um, so I I think right now uh, being specific is good and then branching out from your from your specific angle is, yeah, and is the approach. Start a new thing. Like I didn't try to upload these podcasts. Like I, you know, switch from movies and now on YouTube, I was covering movies. Now I'm covering mostly metal music. Right. And I didn't try to start putting the photography shit on there. Right. I'm exactly. like, okay, this is metal now. If you want to do something different, that's fine. Everybody's multifaceted, right? You have your uh, Nintendo bros podcast and you have oh. deformed, right? But you don't try to mix them together. Like you go no, and do something. No one else. listens to Nintendo Bros podcast though. It's not a popular. It's a podcast, dude. Podcast. I listen to it. I listen to it. <laughs> how many? You, how many people listen to it? Um, we get maybe about twenty people listening that's per good, episode. Dude. Okay, hey, okay, that's good. That's solid. That's a podcast yeah. that people listen to, man. <laughs> you know what, Jerry? I think you touched on a good point. Just about brand. It's it's comes down to branding, right? Yeah. And if someone's gonna see your channel or get your business card or ask you quickly in in line for a coffee what you do, yeah, you want to have the most 
solid and clear brand possible yes. you don't want to say oh we do a couple of things in ramble yeah. you want to say we do beetle videos oh yeah dude that's something like from the from the business side that i've really learned recently is that branding thing like when people yeah i had exactly that problem before just because like i don't know i like to I, I learned how to do a lot of stuff and i'd like to like you know i thought it was good to be the jack of all trades right so people would be like what do you do and i'm like oh you know videos photos i can upload your podcast for you record it for you i can do seo it's like no people's eyes completely glaze over right and now i just say like i work with realtors and i help them uh build their personal brand that's it i just say that right yeah like so much clearer we make youtube videos build your personal brand that's what i say right easier so yeah yeah, you're totally right it's like the um you know it's the jack of all trades master of none yeah exactly if you can't explain it in a second like people our attention you know this right (laughs) yeah Our, our attention spans especially like with the internet and whatnot they're like very limited so you know that's why clickbaity titles became a thing right it's like yeah. people see the the clickbait title and you know it captures their attention for that second your your video versus the other million that were uploaded that second right yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah it's all about like capturing people's attention and stuff like that and yeah being really specific uh about what you do is for sure a big part of that man um uh-huh. yeah what else about youtube uh let's maybe talk about some tactics, like more specific stuff. Since I mentioned like titles and, uh, and SEO and whatnot, is there any like specific, cause I use TubeBuddy to do all my, uh, my tags and stuff. Have you ever played around with that? Uh, no, I haven't even heard of TubeBuddy okay, actually. Cool, man. It's oh, like t- vidIQ. It's kind of like a vidIQ kind of thing. Yeah. It basically, um, it just gives you, it kind of like holds your hand through. It's kind of like SES, SEM rush for YouTube basically is the best way I could put it. It like holds okay. your hand through your titles and tags, and then you can like research the competitors tags. I mainly use it just because it auto generates the tags, right? So if I upload a video and let's say it's about like this and this metal band, I don't know, whatever, uh, Mashuga, it'll be like, I go to my, my tags and it'll just say like Mashuga reaction, Mashuga, uh, band, and Meshuggah, Sweden, right? It'll just like do all those things and everything yeah. that people are already going to be I used one of those once and it told me to put Fortnite in my tags. Just always? Lot. Always this put Fortnite, Fortnite. This Fortnite, Fortnite, Among <laughs> Us, Fortnite, Among Us. And I'm like, I did it. Oh, I don't know if that one was accurate. I don't know if that's what you want to do, know, right? Yeah. Unless you're, are, were the videos about Fortnite? No, but it's just because <laughs> they know people search for it. Right. Fair. I guess. I don't know. But if people are like getting to your video and then clicking away because it's not about Fortnite, I don't know if that's really like. Benefiting exactly. Much, I don't right? know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But is there anything that you do to like when you're doing your titles or anything like that that you think like strategic or you just kind of put it up and it tends to work out? Um, I mean, I, I definitely I, I wouldn't say I'm like an SEO expert. Um, yeah. And I, I think our channel has room for improvement. But I, I kind of I kind of did similar to you, but I looked at other channels that were popular. Yeah kind of looked at how they did their descriptions and the thing to keep in mind is that um you know as far as just youtube in inside of its own uh ecosystem goes when you're uploading you kind of have your tags and description uh which includes hashtags and you've got your uh title and you've got your thumbnail and beyond that like it's kind of all you have to get someone to click your video yeah um so i just i just a lot of for one, you, you, I mean, this might be obvious for you and I and listeners, but like you cannot just auto-generate a thumbnail. You have to make oh. a custom thumbnail. Um, and things, I mean, my in my view, things like titles and thumbnails being having having some consistency in its quality and style 
uh, just yeah. lends to a stronger brand, right? Like yeah. if, if your short films, I mean, we we have a styling guide to how we name and how we do our uh, descriptions. Brilliant. Uh, just so it has consistency. And, and also, you know, in our description, we want to have links to our other shorts. Yeah. So um, for example, like uh, in our, we know a lot, like our most popular short film is Make Me a Sandwich. And we make sure that link and the and the title is in every description of every other video. Oh, nice. So that if somebody's searching, you know, Make Me a Sandwich horror short, they're going to see that. Oh, but they the might see a couple others. So I guess my point there is just use your description to its fullest. Like uh, every word in your description yeah. is a searchable. Yeah consider um, that and also the thumbnail thing dude i'm so glad that you brought that up because i know so many people that overlook that and you know they'll spend 10 hours shooting and editing a video and then just slap a thumbnail on it that or try to use the same one that they use every time or you know spend 30 seconds uh get like a template or on you know try canva maybe that might be a little bit better than like just put or just a still from the video and put it up and it's like you have to that's the marketing side of it is so important. And like that thumbnail is how you're marketing totally. that video. And people aren't going to see that 10 hours of work if you can't get them past the first thing. It's like if you released like, a, a, you know, 30, uh, 300 million movies got too expensive, right? I was going to say $30 million. That's an expensive movie. Nope. $300 million on a movie. And then like, just like drew by hand, like a shitty, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Can you imagine Batman like uh, taking a shit and being exactly, like, here you like, go. A, like, a Vin, right? like the new Batman movie, which I haven't yeah. seen yet. Uh, has either. like, had like terrible marketing. Like, um, and I think, I think the way a lot of people see it with YouTube is that you don't need to do, and I call it distribution. I call yeah. it digital distribution. Yeah. I, I took a course on it, uh, and it should not be overlooked. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people say my video's done, let's release it, whatever. I, I'm, I feel like I, I meet a lot of indie filmmakers yeah. who are just so tired by the time their movie's done. Right. And they're just so beat down by it. They only see the mistakes in it. They, they had to, to go over time to get this and that done. And they, mm -hmm. they've lived with this thing for so long. And by mm -hmm. the time they're ready to release it, they don't care to polish uh, the, the thumbnail and polish the description. And it's, it, it's important. You know, uh, when I, when I release a short film, I, I like in my mind, I'm like, this is the release day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I don't sit, I sit the release day when I'm not working. Nice. So that I can stay home, that I can uh, be there for the uh, for the launch and like chat yep. to people as interact um, the comments and interact in the comments. Yep. I leave a comment and I pin it usually with a call to action, like "Hey, yep. what do you think of this?" Um, yeah, if it's a longer video, you can even use the premiere function on YouTube. I always then, use the yeah. premiere function, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'll be there before. I'll set it for like a day in advance so that people cool, can see yeah. it. And then when it's premiering, I set the five minute countdown video, and I'm there. I'm commenting, I'm hyping people up. And then once it comes out, I'll uh, I'll post it on Facebook, and yep. then I'll post it on Instagram, and post it on Vimeo, and post it on uh, TikTok, mm -hmm. post it on Twitter. Uh, it sounds like a lot. It doesn't no. take. Uh, you can do it. a lot of people are like, oh, I don't mess with Vimeo. I don't mess with Twitter. I don't mess with Facebook. Why? It literally right. it's free. You press yep. upload. If you put all this work into making a movie or making your your art form or media, why not put it every single place that you can? Yeah. And that is kind of uh, something that people know about YouTube or need to know definitely is you need to supplement YouTube because it's like the the like community functions on YouTube. They're working on it, but like, right, it's not great. You know what I mean? So it's, it's great if you already have a community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once to you, form one is yeah. almost impossible. It's I, I agree. It's uh, once I, you I've have heard, thousands. Yeah, I've heard YouTube uh, been described as it's like screaming into a, an open field. 
Yeah, at first. Watch right? my video. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then, yeah, you, that's why you need to go on, like, Instagram and Facebook where, you know, it's still kind of an empty field, but there's more. Just your friends are in the field. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and, YouTube and is good been... for strangers, but, yeah, for people who already know you, like, you know, Facebook and Instagram, right? That's what you're going to say? Yes. And the great thing with Facebook is that uh, it, it does have some tools like pages and groups that will yeah. help you grow a community. And it's just, it makes it a lot easier to share. So if I... If I shared a video of mine with, um, you know, to my mom, mm-hmm. then she could just quickly share one button, click share to her friends. Where with YouTube, it's still easy, but there is that that uh, you know, sending a link. They have to go to a different web page where, you know, someone can just see it in their newsfeed. So mm-hmm. there, there's definitely benefits to the other platforms. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah I, I guess to summarize, I, I would de- if someone's starting a channel or wants to grow their channel, I can't recommend enough. Do everything else as well as YouTube yeah it's really a big helps it's a big commitment and if you're not like willing to put in the the hours of work right then it's kind of not worth doing like you're not going to take off making one five minute video every month and not promoting it right like you do have no. to realize the the way that youtube works like how competitive it is the way the algorithm is designed if you want there's so many people that want to jump in there right and if you want to jump in there like you got to be in fighting shape right you got to be willing to totally to work and you know what Jerry? let me give you another piece of advice because Thanks. Man. I, I, you, you, I, I need it. I need it. You're, you're I, an I independent. Five, I got 500 I, subs, you know, you've got in the thousands. <laughs> so I need to, I need some advice. But, but Jerry, I think you understand this principle and you kind of manage your own media and your own distribution. So you, you get a lot of these things, but I, I'll, I'll see a lot of, of with film production, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're not, we're not, we're, we're needing a team to make these movies usually. Yeah. Um, and what I'll find on other, other, uh, channels or startup channels where they're or they're approaching it as a film production sense right they're mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. vlogging or podcasting they they'll kind of split the the uh roles up and they'll kind of do this thing where like okay well I, i'm the video guy i make the videos you edit the videos and bob over there he'll do the social media yeah and and i see that a lot with all like literally just pin it off on someone it's and a lot i've heard it so many times i don't do social media i don't mm. like social media i don't deal with that i'm not good at that right. i'm gonna just let bob do it and I see this problem in bands too. And as a four-person band, they let the, they push it off on one guy. And you know, right. what? I see it causing so many fights, where Bob's not living up to expectations. Mm. They're not growing because of this. And then Tony says, "Well, Bob's not doing this." And and the, it, what ends up happening is someone like Bob, just a fictional guy here, is like, "Well, I'm not a graphic designer. I I, I don't have the. I'm just trying to do it to meet your expectations. Right. But I'm not going to go above and beyond because I don't have the same passion for it. Where mm-hmm you and I with, with my channel, like I want to make sure that it has the polish and the banners and the graphics and the about section, because I, I really have a passion for that channel. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess it's just a caveat not to try to pin off that role of social to somebody. Yeah. Because it's, it's a real job and it's, it's hard to do it. It's something that you, you almost need to either be hired to do it or you need to have the passion to do it and the understanding. Like, I know you have that. I, I have that, but um, I'm just, I guess my overall point is if you're getting into this with a team and your mentality is I don't do social media, that's not mm-hmm. my role. Mm-hmm. You, you're already kind of setting yourself up for a little bit of failure. It's, yeah. It's, Even if you don't yeah. fully understand every single aspect of everything that's going on, you need to respect the people who are doing that work. And I think it it's like a caring thing to me, right? Like if you don't, if you care only about the quality of you're part of it, then the overall thing is going to fall apart, right? Like, yeah. 
a movie that's terribly shot and it's like grainy and shaky cam as hell, but the sound is perfect. People don't say, oh, the guy that did the sound, he's a genius. I'm going to hire him for the next thing, right? People only yeah. see the overall thing. Like we experience, when you experience a film, you know, unless you're you and I and you overanalyze the shit out of everything, right? <laughs> you, you experience it, the normal people that watch movies, you experience it as, you know, a, a holistic, um, you experience it all together, right? All and, in one. Exactly. Yeah, you're not picking out and like, you know, some people do kind of pick that out, but yeah, you're not judging uh, the film just by that. And you have to realize that, that you are just, you're a part of a team at the end of the day and to be respectful of, uh, of the other players on that team. And yeah, yeah, work like we could do a whole podcast on that alone, right? Like working with people. Uh, yeah. Another, another thing too, man. Um, and like, I appreciate your advice on a lot of this stuff, right? Like I just try to do my, my thing and try to learn what I learn. And it's obviously really good to, to get other people's perspective, uh, one thing I can just speak from my own personal experience with like YouTube and, you know, I have this podcast and everything. Um, how do you deal with like the burnout aspect of it? Right. Cause the whole thing is you're supposed to stay consistent. I try to do, you know, uh, weekly uploads for a while on the um, metal nerd. I was doing a really good job of that. Right. And in getting good success, like got like 6,000 views and stuff on a couple videos. And I was like, man, this, this Sweet. is good. This is working. Um, yeah. Like, but then, you know, I got burnt out and then it becomes, you know, oh, a month has passed pretty quickly, right? I've been doing my taxes and doing different bullshit and mm-hmm. then I'm not getting it out. Like, how do you deal with that burnout, that stress? Do you think it's good to like take a break from it? Or, you know, I guess you don't upload weekly, right? So that's a little bit of a different thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's that's a bit of a different thing. And, yeah. and to be honest, the, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I've had uh, over the years, because, you know, I'm not I'm not a huge channel. I also look for the same advice in the same podcast that people might be listening to now. And people are saying you have to release regularly. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because our our short films are sometimes thousands of dollars of production budgets and they're big. They're multiple day shoots. And so I guess in my mind, I've kind of tried to trying to get away from that trap of releasing every week uh, or every two weeks yeah. or even every month. Yeah. And, and basically to say, no, like we're, we're basically a growing collection of short horror films and it's going to keep growing, but it's not necessarily going to be like your weekly thing, at least not for now. I mean, if, I, if we had more funding or Patreon did better then yeah, I yeah. could, but what I don't want to do is water down the quality. Like I want to keep the quality at a certain place. And I want to, I want when people see our short films come out, be like, Whoa, this is like an event. This is a big deal. They've worked on this rather than churning a, a, a hamster wheel churning. Yeah. So I guess, I guess I've kind of uh, escaped from that pressure. Uh, I'm sure our channel will be a lot more successful if we, had released weekly but then our content wouldn't be the same so i i don't know i think in my mind it's it's you kind of just got to set a goal for for what you're doing and and um with the podcast i have with my brother the gaming podcast it's like we it's so low pressure we do it every two weeks and it's so i've i've built in a way where i have a temp project already i load it in the the sounds are there i render i x i can do it in 40 minutes yeah um so that that quickness has helped with that Mm -hmm. process um 
but yeah, I don't, as far as burnout goes, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how people release videos every week. Yeah. You just, you just seem jobs. like you've just ignored it. You were just like, I'll just ignore the fact that people are supposed to upload weekly. <laughs> You're like, I'll just do it my way. I, I, I feel the pressure every couple months, every couple, yeah. every month or two, I start to feel the pressure. I don't yeah. feel the pressure bi-weekly though. Yeah. I feel it in the shower or whatever, when I'm like going to bed, you know, I'm like shit. <laughs> I look at my phone. I'm like, if I see that dreaded one month since last upload, I'm like, oh man, am I a failure at life? <laughs> <laughs> you know what other channels do it all the time i i, yeah. I don't think it's uh i don't think anyone's required to release for sure for sure schedule no i mean it, it works like you said it it works a little bit better if you do but there's ways of working around it and like i know some channels do incredibly well by just like taking the opposite approach and they focus on like qual i think your thing is like quality over quantity right which like i totally get um and i've seen people do length over quality yeah. where they they upload like once every two months but it's like an hour long some people are nuts they upload like five hour long videos like breaking down every god i saw a, a every seven Godzilla hour there's a right? seven hour analysis of pokemon yeah right just there's one of them i think it's that. pokemon diamond it's just seven <laughs> hours uh. right so yeah to i think that just because you don't <laughs> i watched it every seven hours of it i believe you i believe that you did that <laughs> i know you peter <laughs> you, yeah, you you know what no, Jared, I, let me touch on another point here about go just, ahead man uh, channels i think yeah, it's very it, there's no really one solution i don't think i think yeah. every uh, thing is different and just trying different things um you know for us one thing that's really successful for for our outreach is through reaction channels yeah so to get people to react to our short films and oh, cool. share them on their on their oh, channels cool. it's been really helpful so for my outreach when i release a video the first thing i'm usually doing is sending it to every reaction channel i, I oh, can oh very smart where some other channels it might make more sense to run contests or run ads or yeah. try to get it shared or or um i mean there, there's so many different ways to do it it's like a, a big ocean so i i would just tell tell someone like don't don't stick to one idea maybe try a bunch of different things and kind of assess and see what yes, works for, for their sure. own marketing. Yeah. You can't be afraid to try stuff like, uh, even, you know, we mentioned so many different things like doing the Instagram, the Facebook, there's also like Twitch as well, right? You can yeah. use that to build your audience, obviously TikTok, um, or, or even things like we do some basic stuff. Like I make stickers stickers. So yeah, I, I give stickers out every shoot. Yeah. I give stickers to everyone. And you hope I'm hoping that one day someone will see the sticker and become yeah. a fan. <laughs> and just right away yeah they see yeah. the sticker and they're like i don't know what this is but i love it number one yeah we had our um thing. i knew someone making a comic book and we had one of our we did like a graphic kind of ad oh, and we, cool. we wow. had our ad placed on it so yeah i, I think there are some forms of traditional mm -hmm. um marketing that help oh, as yeah. well yeah, I really like that point of like, um, not just being passive, right? Not just posting it, like, and then letting it sit there, uh, actively reaching out to people, like you said, reaction channels and things like that, people who are in your space it goes for sponsors as well, right? Like, it very rarely is a sponsor going to come to you and be like, Hey, man, I'd love to give you some money for ads on this thing, right? You got to go to them and be like, these are the reasons why you need to put ads on my thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you do normally need about a hundred. From what I've learned with uh, integrations like that, you need about a hundred thousand followers, or about a guaranteed ten thousand views per upload. Yeah, 
True. So that's that's that uh, mark where you can start getting you know uh, sense some, space and wits some, to start putting ads. Yeah, in some bigger sponsors. But I've locked down sponsors, uh, uh, you know, on channels that had like a hundred subscribers before. It's just all how you. You're, it, right? I, I need some of that. I need some of that uh, wisdom there, Jared. We'll, I can we'll, use that. We'll talk about that uh, later on. I mean, I'd love to do it now, but we're kind of <laughs> we're kind of running out of time. And I do have yeah. a very, I very, I have a very important question to ask you before okay. we get out of here, man. Sonic. Uh, of all, no, it's not about time. <laughs> It's about horror movies, man. It's about horror movies. Of all the uh, trailers that have come out recently, uh, what are you most excited for right now? Because I can tell you my answer, dude. I am pumped for a horror movie right now. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm trying to think of one that's coming out that I'm really excited for. There's one with Ethan Hawke uh, coming out soon. Oh, always good podcast. Called The Black Phone. Sorry, I had to look up the title. It's, 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 all good. The- it's, it's always good podcasting when you can hear the uh, keyword. The clicking. Sorry yeah. about that, listeners. No, uh, right. <laughs> I didn't know the title because I really wanted to, to emphasize. It's called The Black Phone. Okay. Hawk. Okay. It looks horrifying and really creepy. And it got uh, apparently got like a standing ovation at uh, some f- film festivals some film last festival. year. Okay. So it comes out in February. And February, maybe it's already out. <laughs> yeah. It's March. It's March, dude. It's out. <laughs> Anyways, I, this movie comes out at some point this year, and I'm yeah. really stoked for it. Okay. Um, looks awesome. How about you, Jared? It's called, sorry, what's it called again? Black the Black Phone. Phone. Black Phone with Ethan yeah. Hawke. All right, dude, I'll check it out. Um, Man, like, I've seen this guy's films. They didn't always blow me away in the past. Uh, Jordan Peele. Oh, his, nope. It looks so good, dude. It that looks trailer, really good. Like, I don't know what the movie's going to be. I have no idea. But that trailer, I was like, my palms are sweaty, and, like, my hair is raised yeah. on my arms, and I'm like, and it's so like the editing is weird, like I really it. weird. I, yeah. I can't wait for it. And I love how it um it's like how often do we get sci-fi horror? Like never. Yeah, it's so often. rare. And yeah. um I love the setting, like kind of on a ra- uh, I guess it's the like the only black wow. ranch in you the need, area. You need money, right? You need a couple of like successful films under your belt to go to that studio and say, I'm making a sci-fi horror, and they're like, here's the money, right? True, That's kind of true. Nice. <laughs> but I, I I'm excited for it. I didn't love us as much as I, I love yeah. Get Out. Yeah, but, Get Out was uh, good, but just like they didn't hit me as hard, I guess. Um, but yeah, this one is like this, it looks like it's kind of gonna be the one for me. And I I, I'm a I'm a sci-fi guy as well, right? So maybe Same. that's why it's gonna. I, I really hope that it doesn't uh, delve into too much comedy. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I felt like the comedy needs to be realistic in the setting. Where I found like with uh, both Get Out and Us, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Peele, you know, he has a comedy background. He yeah. he, fi- I feel like the the tension and the suspense and the horror and and everything kind of uh, gets reduced by yeah. the silly sl- comedy that people will throw out there and. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I really, really hope this movie doesn't fall into that because I feel like it's a trap that completely uh, waters down everything else in the movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. Kind of just to tie it back in uh, to what we were saying before, right? With like the brand thing, you know, you do a thing. He's kind of switched gears. It's like, you know, I'm not going to give him advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he should give us advice, right? <laughs> but you know, I did the, I did, stopped doing the movie reviews, and then I started doing the metal, and I don't do the movie reviews, right, anymore. I don't try to work movie reviews into my metal videos. Do you okay. Know what I mean? Right. So maybe he should just let the comedy be there, and then do the horror. But you know, whatever. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out, man. But but the the for what it's worth the trailer looks awesome so when does that come out do you remember the uh date? this year i'm not sure exactly okay i i am that's on my radar and you know what else yeah. is on my radar i mm. i'm seeing the batman uh tomorrow yeah we got to go see that man that's our, i don't know what happened to us peter all of our uh, I know. our priorities in life got really messed up man because batman's been out for like a week dog and like we i heard some i heard it's amazing <laughs> it's 3 hours long but uh i know i, I can do that same 
I'll do it for Batman, you know? Same for Rob Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's awesome, dude. All right. Well, before yep. this turns into a movie podcast, we better go. Uh, <laughs> dude, thank you so much for being here. This was a rad as hell episode. Uh, lots of great advice uh, for me personally and lots to think about. Uh, Self promo time. Where can people find you on the internet? Lots of places, bro. Um, well, definitely check out deformed lunchbox. That's uh-huh. our kind of short film horror brand. Uh, yeah. And if you like, Two brothers talking about video games. You can check out the N- Nintendo Bros podcast. We're mm-hmm. on all major podcasts. Uh, yeah. Weird centrals. And- weird name because you guys are just talking about why Sega is good on there, but I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. But <laughs> I know. You know, we're we're big Sega fans, and we named it the Nintendo Bros podcast. So, so. so strange. I don't know. But it's not guys- just Nintendo. We talk yeah, PlayStation, yeah. Xbox, all sorts of stuff. So talked about it- Halo so much. Halo, Elden Ring. <laughs> uh, we we cover Game Awards, all sorts of all that industry stuff. news. So if you like that, it's it's a fun listen every two weeks. But uh, definitely check out Deform Lunchbox. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think because I want to want to know if I mess with your head. All right, there you go. Yeah, it, it will probably some of them guaranteed to mess with your head. You, yeah. you get the photo bros guarantee on that one. If you want to check out my stuff, uh, you know, while you're on YouTube, there subscribing to Peter's channel, you can search up Jared Poirier on YouTube. I've got uh, metal content there. Uh, pretty fun stuff to check out. Other than that, you can uh, find some behind the scenes BS, some photos, some highlights, whatever. Uh, photo underscore bros underscore pod on Instagram. I don't really have an outro for the show. Uh, Peter, you got anything to say? Um, I hope you guys have a great Christmas. <laughs> what? <months>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Merry Christmas in eight months, I guess, guys. Yeah. Okay, okay bye. Bye, guys. Thanks, Jared. <laughs>